Hello, everyone. Welcome to Culture. I am your host, Leslie Lee the Third. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for coming from the Katie Halper Show and joining me today for the special late night edition. If you want to talk to me, if you want to talk to Katie, please feel free to do so. Please already get queued in. Get in line. Katie's still doing the Katie Halper Show. She'll be joining me just momentarily. I think Bree and T might join us as well. Thank you so much for all dialing in. How are you all doing? How's it going? Excited to talk with you for about an hour. Get a late night talk going. Talk about culture. Talk about TV. Talk about something relaxing. We were talking about politics over there on the Katie Haber show. Not not great out there, generally speaking. Not great in the world of politics. TV's gotten a little bit better, actually, over in the quarantine. It took a while. It took a while. We actually have some good TV to watch. Movies, I don't know. Movies, I don't know about. You got the Spider-Man. You got Spider-Man, I guess. If you really like Spider-Man, movies have been very exciting uh, for the past couple of weeks. If you like Dune, if you like superhero stuff, you got you got three Spider-Mans in one movie. So it's pretty good. But some TV has been pretty good. I will, Actually, I want to recommend something. My partner, YB, is just shouting at me from the background. There's a movie on Netflix. It's called Colony. The, the Colony. Horrible title. Horrible title. It has a different title, which is Tidal. <laughs> he has a diff- it has a different title, Tides. which is ti- title, Tides. But they didn't go with Tides in America. They went with Tidal, uh, with uh, The Colony. But it's a great sci-fi movie with, like, Apocalypse Now stuff in there. You know what I'm saying? Heart of Darkness stuff. Really, really interesting science fiction, dark science fiction show. Uh, excuse me, movie. Check it out. It's worth your time on Netflix. It's called The Colony. Ignore the poster. It's pretty damn good. But it looks like we have our guest on ready to go. Katie, how is it going? I've invited you to speak. Just unmute your mic whenever you're ready. I think you're still muted, Katie. The mute button okay, is now, now can you hear me? Yes, yes, now I can hear you. How's it going? All right, I'm hanging out. Good, you? Let me... Good. This is your first time on the call-in app, yes? No, I actually... Oh, sorry, you cut out a little bit. Oh, sorry. Ah, one second. Sorry. Are you? Can you hear me now? Oh, yeah, you're loud All and right. clear now. All right, I went on Brianna Joy Gray's before. All right, so this is the call in that we take calls. Your second time. Well, I'm happy to have you on the second time. It's my fault for not having you on the first time. It's actually shameful. It's actually quite shameful yeah, since we co-host the show together that I didn't invite you. Uh, I, I came sooner. on to demand you apologize. Yeah. This oh, is, I this, do, is a, this is a um, an apology show. And do you happen to have headphones? Because I am getting a little bit of echo. Yes. You know what? Yeah, let me put on my headphones right now. Um, See, one that's the number That's the number one rule of the K.E. Alper show. You have to have headphones. It's true. Okay, I'm pairing on. I love these guys. They're great. I oh, well, you got, skull you got some skull candy? Yeah. Skull candy, <laughs> sponsor me. Hold on. They're so easy. Let me see. 
It's so nice doing audio. Like, I love doing video, but it's so relaxing to do audio. Yeah, it takes a load off. You don't it have to really worry about does. the look, the aesthetic, somebody walking in the background. Yeah. You yeah. got all sorts of... It's a lot. It's a lot. It takes a load off. It takes a load yeah. off. Yeah, I could grab Bodie. I could pick up Bodie without worrying about if she looks good for the camera. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Taco gets very, you know, sensitive about his portrayal. He doesn't like yeah. a bad angle. Not yeah, I at know. all. Bodie's such a princess. Oh, my God. I'm still getting a little echo. Oh, really? Hold on. Yeah. I have my headphones on. Wait, am I on with you with, um, eh, one second. I wonder, is it, is it my thing still open? My, um, you're not still, you don't still have, uh, oh, yeah. StreamYard. No, I don't have this. Is this okay. better now? Can you hear me better now? Uh, yeah, yeah, check. But I'm still hearing an echo. Maybe your headphones are just loud. That might be it. You know what? It's, they're jank. Wait, let me make sure. How do I make sure I'm not on speaker? Uh, you take your headphones out, see if you can still hear me. Check one, check two, check, check. Check one, check two. No, I couldn't. So they're okay. in. Yeah, so it just might be the speed. Uh, turn your headphones down a little bit. Just okay. A little bit loud. Let me see how to do that. Okay, how's this? Is this better? Hello, hello, hello? Yeah, I check, check, check. Yeah, that's better. All right, cool. All right, great. Cool. All right, so anyone, if you want to call in at any time, this is your show, Culture. You can call in. You can talk to us about absolutely anything. But, Katie, I want to talk yeah. to you about comedy. Because everybody knows that you're one of the funniest people in the world. Oh, thank you. Absolutely one of the funniest people in the world. Um, My partner, YB, is yelling from the background. You got to do more comedy. You got to get out there. I know. What should I do? How can I bring it more into the pod? I mean, mean, do you like comedy writing in general? I guess I got to just do that, right? I got to do some comedy writing. Yeah, do you? But do you like doing that? Do you? Were you someone who was? I know. I just know that you've done stand up. Is it something yeah. like you? You're into writing comedy too, or improv? Obviously, no. stand up yeah. is the highest form of comedy. It's yeah. the most baller one. I wouldn't blame you if you didn't bother for the versions of comedy for like the nerds and the losers. You can't, you know, be in no, front I, of people. <laughs> I, I like it. I should do that. I just have to be disciplined about it. I mean, do I have to have like? Is it? Like, just me? Do I have to have a writer's room? Can I just write funny stuff for my show? I guess I can, right? Yeah, of course you can. There's nothing stopping right. you. You don't have to exploit other people, even though it does right. help. Yeah. yeah. Certainly it helped, like, Tina Fey. She had Donald Glover, a very young Donald right. Glover, writing for 30 Rock. Uh, she got all the credit for the yeah. young people jokes. You probably should, though, actually get a couple of young interns. Just some desperate yeah. people that you don't have to pay any money to. I'll throw them a couple of shekels. (laughs) You know, that's actually an HBO show that I wonder if you watched. Oh, Hacks? Hacks. Yeah, I did watch it. What did you think of that? I'm embarrassed. I shouldn't comment on it because I liked it more than I should have. Like, I should have hated it. But I found it watchable. Yeah, the Gene Smart show. I really like Gene Smart. She's obviously great. Yeah, but the show itself it kind of lost me because like it's not about her; it's about how she allegedly has this. She has to hire this young, funny person, this young comedian, right. to write for her to update her material. But Gene Smart is obviously ten times funnier than this actress who's been hired uh, to play the funny person. So, right. and you follow this younger actress who's not half as funny as Gene yeah. Smart. So it's like the show 
doesn't really make sense. Like, she's like they should have cast maybe a dramatic actress in the role instead of like Jean Smart, who is known for being extremely funny, and maybe gotten, she, like. See, I didn't even know this. Is she known for being funny? All I know her from is oh wait, because she's on Designing Women, right? Designing Women, and she's the and she's the funny one on Designing right. Women. That was her right. role on the show. Like, you had the sexy one, the leader, the smart, the sassy one. She was the funny one. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, so I, I just seen her in um, Mayor of Winningham. I'm trying to remember oh, what else. I, I okay, seen I'm her hearing in. something noise in the background. I'm like hammering. Yeah, that's sorry. I was wiping snow off. Hold on. I went outside for something. Okay, I'm back. Not making uh, any noise. <laughs> um, right. I know right. her from Mayor of Winningham, right? Oh, she's Mayor of Easttown. She's in Mayor of Easttown, Easttown, too. Sorry. Why did I say oh. Mayor Winningham? Because there's a Mayor <laughs> Winningham person or something, I think. Oh, no, yeah. She's she's had lots of dramatic roles. She was in 24, but, like, she got her start in, like, the long-running comedy on Designing Women, so. Oh, yeah. You're right. So, so yeah, what is she doing listening to that brat? Yeah, exactly. And it looks yeah. like we have our first caller and so, Jaspreet, thank you so much for calling in once again. Is there anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to ask us? Oh, you mentioned hacks, which is my MK Ultra trigger, it seems, because I was like, oh, no, I have to call in again. Because um, they didn't show uh, the main actress, the old, I forget, her name's Jean? Yeah, Jean Smart. Um, yeah, Jean Smart. I, they didn't show her set, and that pissed me off. Real yes. Bad. Yeah. They you built up to it and they didn't show it. That's oh, all I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we see any of her set at all? No, you don't see any of it. They just skip and then she's like, oh, it went bad. And and you're like, like this, wow. this whole season built up to that. And that was very um, annoying. And like, that was the one thing I was actually like holding out for because I was like, this young millennial is so annoying. And like, I'm supposed to relate to her, but I find her really unrelatable. And I love this like, actress is kind of doing a Joan Rivers type of character. Um, right. Yeah. Was there supposed to be a sexual vibe between them? Yes. Yeah, she's the younger one hits on her. She's like, yeah, I'd totally sleep with you. Okay. Which I support. Um, Wait, is that in season one? Yeah, that's in season one. I think like nearing the end, she's like... Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was waiting for that to be explored. A lot of tension Hopefully- there. Yeah, no, like in season two, maybe. Them. I, th- I yeah. find older women have like this allure just in general. Like, oh, good, I'm getting I- there. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have allure to look forward to. I mean, like, I, I think, like, uh, yeah, and not to get uh, just be like totally uh, just les out here, but yeah, the women, yeah, older women, they have something going on. <laughs> <laughs> Jean Smart has it going on. Uh, yeah. She she played quite a uh, in Watchmen. Her character. I'm sorry. There's Kate. There's still uh, noise. Yeah. Okay. There won't be anymore. Keep okay. going. <laughs> yeah. And Jean Smart um, played like a very sexual character in the Watchmen series. She was dating. Guys, so stupid. This giant blue. This blue superhero. And so she kept a giant blue dildo like a massive dildo because she was so hung up on dating this superhero who was blue so she had a giant blue 
dildo for some reason. Huh. For some reason, this show was winning like awards and stuff because people thought it was smart, but it's absolutely, uh, absolutely a bizarre uh, show. Uh, not as good, not nearly as good as Hacks. I love Jean Smart. She's one. Oh, of my- so you do like Hacks? Okay. So you did like Hacks? It was I, some of it was okay. I wish I just wish it was more Jean Smart. I just wish it was so much more Jean Smart. More Jean Smart, less that young woman. Okay, got it. Yes. Now, now I kind of remember that was your issue. Your issue. So my, another friend of mine was like, "How could you watch this and like this? It's so bad." But you weren't that friend. You were the like that girl is so not good about the younger woman. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's not that right. bad. The show is just yeah. you know has the wrong uh, focus. What, but it was uh, very watchable. I just thought I th- I thought it was going to be. I liked the young actress like a lot more than I. I found her endearing, and it surprised me. Uh, Katie, have you watched any of the new Sex in the City? And just I have as not. Well. Uh, so I, 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 I was wonder, I was hoping you had dived into it some because it actually is really, really interesting because it's a show that understands that the old characters were insufferable and their lives were awful right. and no longer sustainable. So like it's all about these young woke people like putting them in their place. Oh, wow. uh, at least it was about that until the accusations against the real Christopher oh. North. And so like now when you watch the show it's like there's scenes with him that are like missing and like the show oh, like kind of is weird because like they just had to cut him out because uh, they were uh, supposed to have a little bit more of him on it while at the same time an actor who was on the show who did not get canceled died in real life oh yeah but his character didn't die he just went to japan on vacation uh. and now they're just kind of poochying him and not mentioning that he, he died in real life they're just they keep bitching that he's still in japan it's very wow. strange he died of cancer right that guy yes 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 is steve on it steve steve which one is that Miranda's husband. Oh, Miranda's husband. Yes, he's on there. But want me to tell you? I, I let me. I'll, I'll tell you. Miranda is cheating on Steve. Uh, she's having an affair. What? She's having a affair uh, with uh, the boss of Carrie, who is I think a non-binary uh, lesbian. I think uh, would be there. How they would wow. this that. And so Miranda is exploring, you know, this her sexuality, but at the same time cheating on Steve, and they wow. haven't had sex for like a decade. Is That's the story. Not cool. wow. It's not cool at all. But she not keeps cool, doing Miranda. it. She's no, not, not cool. And she's Steve like so nice. She's like drunk all the time, and now and she started smoking weed all the time. And like oh my God. she's fall, her life is falling. Her life is falling apart. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you want to know what shows I've been watching? Oh, absolutely. Um, okay, I'm watch. I just binge watched. Oh, I'm Chestnut. sorry. I'm sorry, Katie. One second. Oh. Uh, just breathe. Did you yeah. have anything uh, else for us? Oh, um, for Sex and City, it's not a show I watched, but I am like avid on the like the TikTok accounts that are covering the drama behind oh. the scenes. I'm very into that. <laughs> so it's like the para show. Um, so Justice for Kim Cattrall is what I'll say. Absolutely, <laughs> Justice for Kim Cattrall. She has a nice voice. Oh, thank you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Kim Cattrall, uh, not on this season, but her character technically is, they, they have her sending text messages. Whoa. Uh, they have is her, that they, consensual? It doesn't seem so. Like, cause she wants nothing to do with, uh, yeah. what's her face? Uh, 
I always forget her name. But Sarah Kara, Jessica Parker? Sarah Jessica Parker. SJP? Yes. Yes, oh, SJP. Wow. Why? Uh, she just thought she was like a bad person and nasty wow. on to work with and on set. Generally speaking, she's, she, I think her statement was, we were not friends. We are not friends. We work together. Wow. And like the, there's rumors going back, you know, it, when the show was on, cause you know, her character, even though she was like the favorite of everybody, she always had like the most horrendous storylines and the most embarrassing storylines. And the rumor was that that was kind of like a deliberate, you know, bullying tactic because her character would have otherwise been the star of the show if she wasn't the one who always had to look silly and be the pratfall uh, in the way that Sarah Jessica Parker wasn't. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. Wow. I, like the TikTok goss is mostly about um, like the contract negotiations that happened behind the scenes and that like Kim Cattrall was trying to get something like she was like, go you like all the main characters should be like sort of equal, have equal like, I guess, ownership or like, but Sarah Jessica Parker yeah. had like the most aggressive contract and had the most control. So that's what I've learned. Oh, that's ridiculous. That so yeah, they absolutely should all got in the same contract for yeah. this comeback. Like, because all anyone's talking about is the fact that Kim Cattrall isn't there. I and I think a lot. Like, I think people would have been fine if Carrie was not there actually, but the other three <laughs> did the show. Hmm. Well, sorry. What's your name? Just, just just Breet. Yeah, just Breet. Yeah. Okay. Just breathe. Do you watch any thrillers ever? Uh, thrillers. Um. Well, what I've just finished watching today was actually Yellow Jackets. The finale was. Uh, oh yeah. I gotta watch. Oh wait, not Yellowstone. Not Yellowstone. Yellow okay. Jackets. I watched Yellow Jackets. The finale as well. Uh. Just. Uh, just. So, Katie, I think this is a show for you. This is absolutely right, a show for you. I got my yellow. My yellow shows. It's. It's like it. I, it's hard to explain without spoiling too much, but basically it's like trying to give you a very like nineties nostalgia vibes, but also it's like mean girls mixed with American psycho and clueless. It's a very interesting show. Lots of uh, great nineties throwback actors uh, in it. Uh, Absolutely enjoyable. Kirsten cinema. (laughs) Yes. Kirsten cinema could absolutely. In fact, there's a character. It's just very like Kamala. In this show, actually, yes, yes, one hundred percent. I was like, that's the whole thing I've been thinking. Every time I see her, every scene, I'm like, that is a better version of, in my opinion, at least. (laughs) Yes. With the, I mean, okay, with yeah. Sorry, I don't want to spoil anything for Katie, but um, yeah. But but you have to watch. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Yeah, I just binge watched uh, Chestnut Man. Chestnut man, I haven't heard it's of that. So one. good, it's Danish. It's so good. They're so good at shows. The Scandinavians. Okay, you're so you know you're you're willing to explore in a way that I think the average Netflix user is not. You're willing to go and get those subtitles for even the smaller oh, yeah. European countries. Is it a crime oh, yeah. thriller? It's a crime thriller. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna. It's my sister really will good. love that. That's her. Yeah. That's her thing. And and Leslie's watching uh, the killing slowly but surely. Yes, yeah, slowly but surely. But the American version of the American the version, yeah, which is based on a, I think uh, Danish or uh, Norwegian. I'm not it's, sure. It's Danish. It's Danish. It's Danish. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but why does the American version star 
a Swede, Joel Kinnaman. That's, That's what's interesting. I know. <laughs> and he has an amazing accent. He does. He have like, a, let me tell you something. Yeah. The truth was, when I saw her first heard Joel Kinnaman's accent, I thought for real, like, oh, this guy like grew up in the hood because he had like he yes. didn't just have an american accent he kind of had no. like a white guy who lived, uh, lived okay. on the block accent i don't know how to say that what you just said i'm gonna have to say as my friend leslie says yes because that's exactly the accent he has yeah like, he... it's 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 not that it's not a fake accent it's not like well, obviously, it's an accent that's fake because he's an actor. But I mean, the character, that character is the type of person who isn't putting it on. Yeah, he's played he's played a cop a couple of times. I think he he really like all the times he's playing a cop. And, the, you know, even though cops are adversaries, there are a lot right. of cops who like talk like they're down and like are proud of yeah. that. But like Robocop run all night. I guess he was a a. a criminal and run all night oh good so there's uh, some variety yeah yeah so he, variety. so he plays the good guy sometimes yeah he, yeah he, he's running from the cops in that yeah, one when, the but, yeah. yeah and suicide squad he plays rick flag a soldier so like a international oh, wow. superhero cop like and he yeah. also has the black scent kind of in that one like almost every time he's yeah. playing like <laughs> that's so yeah. funny he's really good accent oh in um, alter carbon technically he's playing a japanese guy Oh. But it's a cyberpunk show, so like you can swap bodies. I don't know if you'd be into that, Katie. You watch sci-fi? No, I need to work my way into that. I'm so far away from that. That would be like throwing me baptism by fire. <laughs> I need baby steps. I think. All right. Well, Jespri, thank you so much for calling yeah, in. Looks like we have another caller on the line. Thank you so much, Jespri. Please you. don't be a stranger. Please call at any time. Thanks. Oh, can we invite people to my show when you co-host it? Well, we can do that later. But people should watch the Katie Halper show with Leslie. Oh, yes, absolutely. Follow me, us on it. Well, I think more people know about your show right. than this yeah. one. I just wanted, yes. just, Bree, I wanted just Bree to know about it. Oh, yes, just Bree, please check out the Katie Halper show. If you don't, it's on YouTube at the Katie yeah. Halper show. Yeah. All right. And Scooby, whenever you're ready, please unmute yourself. Yeah. Hi, Katie. Hi, Liz. Hi. I just, I just wanted to ask Katie what she thought of Matt Taibbi's recent tweets in defense of Joe Rogan after the scientists and the doctors requested that oh. he be removed from Spotify. Because I think it's interesting what, what Matt had to say, but I also push back against him because I agree with the scientists and the doctors. So I haven't followed it, um, Matt. So Matt Taibbi and I are co-hosts of the Useful Idiot Show podcast and YouTube show, which he's actually on like a sabbatical from because he's finishing his book and Aaron Mate's filling in. But Matt, that's, you know, that's not, as soon as I said that, that made it seem like I was trying to distance from myself from Taibbi or something. Not at all. He's still a host. He's just not hosting right now. I haven't followed it. I think that like my general sense of it is that I don't believe that, uh, well, what's the argument that he should be removed from Spotify because he's spreading misinformation? Is Some, that the argument? Something along those lines, yeah. Just that he's been a menace to society by having these right wingers on, these fraudulent doctors basically right. defending alternative medicine and whatnot, and it has a toxic effect on a larger scale. Yeah. How many people follow him? And I then, like Matt, 
Yeah. Don't take good medication. Like, don't get the vaccine. Like, do ivermectin instead of the vaccine or something? Something about myocarditis or something. That was, like, the major controversy where he was being corrected on his show. Right. So Josh Zeth went on, and Josh was like, no, you're not more likely to get myocarditis, myocarditis, whatever, myocarditis from the vax. You're more likely to get it from COVID. Right. And then, and, and Rogan was like pushing back. And then when, when he provided him with the the info, Rogan's response, he kind of like moved the goalpost and was like, well, where's that from? Okay. Right. Right. And then Matt. Yeah. I think Matt. To to be fair, what, sorry, I cut you off. Oh no, you're fine. You're fine. I guess to be fair, what, what Rogan, I mean, from what I can tell, Rogan is very invested in a narrative that I don't think is true. Um, and I guess the one thing is that he, you get, if you hear the show, like you still get to hear him get owned by this guy, Josh Zex. Um, I think that, I mean, maybe the issue is, and I should look into this, but maybe Matt from the issue is that like, you can't censor this stuff out of existence. I mean, you can, but he's just, if you try to get Rogan off of Spotify, he'll just create his own app. Right. I guess that's right. And it's like, you're not, and the more, I think that also the more that you, I, from what I can tell, he seems like, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but it seems like when he had Josh Zepps on, he wasn't like, I mean, Josh Zepps kind of put him in his place. Um, And I think the issue is that, and I'm not trying to downplay the danger of misinformation or disinformation when it comes to health. But my big problem with this is always someone who's like, I lived through the Iraq war. And when we label certain things as misinformation or disinformation, like the implication is that stuff that's not labeled that has been verified. And there's so much misinformation and disinformation that's constantly like uh, just incorporated into mainstream media. So I get, I'm always uncomfortable with the idea that there is some kind of authority out there. Uh, just because I don't think, I think that as much as the risk of, of, of censorship as there is, there's also a risk in, in the opposite direction, which is that you're kind of um, validating things that are out there. Like as long as you read it in this reputable source and it's true and this, that isn't true. Like going back to WMDs with the Iraq war. So I think it's complicated, but I, I, and I'd have to see what Matt had to say about it. And I'm not, you know, speaking on his behalf. But I think that something we talk about a lot in Useful Idiots is how censorship or attempts at it can backfire. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you uh, so much uh, for your question, Scooby. Much appreciated. Does Joe Rogan take live callers? I don't know. He should. I tried to get us on the show. Yeah. We're we're all here taking live callers, but thank you so much uh, for calling in, Scooby. Uh, Much appreciated. Please call back in absolutely uh, anytime you feel like it. Thank you so much. All right. And thank you so much. And we have a friend of the show, Phantom Esfanto. Thank you so much for joining us. Phantom Hey. Feel free to unmute your mic. It's at the bottom. There you go. Yes, yes, yes. Good evening. Um, I just wanted to bring up the fact that uh, 
you know, with the things with Joe Rogan and when, when people bring up stuff is the fact that he's so easy to be prone to hucksters if they're friendly. Yeah. And someone like Robert Malone, Alex Jones, they all have an investment in something for their position. And what I mean is the merchandise, the products, the content. It's it's so pushed so pushed across to so to so, to that platform that, that that's the problem with all of this. It's never uh, in a sincere position, and I think a lot of people are so taken in by all these people. You know, it's just it's just a real problem in general that it's never explained that. Okay, this doctor he's invested in this, and he's invested yeah. in this on, on on this, and again. That that's the biggest problem that we're facing when it comes to uh, uh, content like this. But Leslie, but what's I the solution? Want... What's the solution, though? Well, I, I think the solution is 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 um, definitely um, more uh, more funding into uh, uh, more media in terms of uh, getting people who are together, who are skeptical, and then to, to people who uh, you know more debate, yeah. more professional debate. And I don't, I think. I think Rogan kind of shies away from that and he's done it a few times, but I mean, maybe someone else needs to enter the forum to do that. Yeah. So, so Leslie, before I go, I wanted to ask your opinion on, uh, are you excited about the new season of Atlanta? New season of Atlanta. Yes, but I'm not actually all the way called up in Atlanta. I'm still. Uh, oh, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Then. Katie, if you haven't seen Atlanta. I've seen some of it. I gotta gotta catch up on I've, it. Seen, I, you- I've seen some of it. It's very good. Very good. Will you pressure Leslie? Will you say I stand with Katie and make in watch the killing? Hashtag watch the killing. Do it for Michelle Forbes. I will do it. Okay. Right. I, I, I stand right, with you. Yeah. I'll watch oh, the yeah, killing. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah. We're going to get right. the show. Like, okay. it's going to be it's gonna be like trending in Netflix within a day. It, it, did, it definitely it will. will. Yeah. I have more shows I can share, Leslie, than I'm watching right now. All right, so thank you, Phantomus, for calling in. Please call in absolutely anytime you feel like it. And we got our next caller, David. Unmute yourself whenever you're ready. Hi, guys. Um, was just calling to uh, comment on the Joe Rogan stuff that you guys were talking about. And I know, Leslie, it's not a political podcast, but that's part of the reason I came here was just to see how kind of like culture affects politics and all ties together. But um, I just wanted to kind of make the point, like Katie asked a second ago about um, what the solution is to someone like Joe Rogan giving all this airtime and, and oxygen to people who are you know, pushing their own uh, things that they're invested in. And even though that may be, um, uh, what's the word, uh, misinformation. On the left, it doesn't seem like we have much of that. Like we have anybody that is giving a lot of oxygen to, like Joe Rogan does, to misinformation and, and, and people who may not be good actors, good faith actors. So I was wondering, like... <laughs> What do, what do you do? Like, who, how do you start building a podcast like that to rival something like that? Like, is there is there anything that either of you have seen, or is there a better way to kind of blend our our, our political nature in with culture so it is more interesting for people to be invested in it? So you're saying that we? Sorry, I cut you off, Leslie. 
Oh, no. Um, yeah, that's a great question, uh, David. So, the th- I mean, the Joe Rogan thing. Because Joe Rogan, I mean, the Joe Rogan that we're talking about now, he's become such a lightning rod. I mean, we, we were celebrating him endorsing Bernie Sanders, even though he didn't technically endorse him. Uh, endor- but, you know, speaking fondly of Bernie yeah. Sanders a few uh, years ago, I just... It seemed like the idea was that Joe Rogan was supposed to be the Joe Rogan of the left because he had people right. like Abby Martin on and Cornell uh-huh. West on. And at a certain point, it, it turned where it became because Joe Rogan does have a lot of right wingers on as well. It became it sort of people started felt felt like you have to condemn and disavow right. Joe Rogan. Even, uh, like, even though he has leftists on too, and pretty people who are pretty far left who won't, who can't get on CNN. Um, yeah. and I, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like it's cause it's such a hot button issue and he dives in on a lot of topics in fucked up ways that I, I obviously I don't like and disagree with, but I don't think the answer is like serious. Like he's the mo- also the most popular podcast yeah. in the world ever of all time so you can't just say i'm not going to engage with that i'm not going to you know engage with that audience because i think the other thing that's completely missed is like everybody who listens to the joe rogan podcast is not listening because they believe everything that joe rogan says they're listening because it's something to put on at work and sometimes they spend half the time arguing with joe rogan while they're listening to it some people buy into everything but some people don't some people just like listening to the show and abby martin always talks about she gets a lot of great feedback when she uh goes on and talks on uh joe rogan show so the idea that like we can just build another Joe Rogan from scratch. It's like, I don't know if that's really possible, especially because Joe, uh, part of the reason Joe Rogan had is was able to build the audience that he has is because he was just like an inoffensive dumb guy who could host uh, a TV show on the NBC for a few years. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not so, where he, where he is because he's a firebrand. He didn't get um, where he is because he was super political or anything like that. He was just like an every man who kind of fell into this political realm eventually. Okay. So I'm right to think that we on the left should kind of, push back when people bring up the fact that, oh, well, maybe we should censor him. Maybe we should bring that down. It's like, oh, like how like Katie was saying a minute ago, we'll pump the brakes on censorship. And how about we challenge the things that he's giving airtime to? Yes, I, 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 okay. I agree. Yeah. I, I really don't think you can get, because he would just start his own network and mm-hmm. people would yeah. switch yeah. over. Like, yeah, like, exactly. You start his own app. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And it also, not to mention, it makes people double down that much more. Like when someone's seen as censor, or they're trying to drive them off the internet, or this. Like, do you know how much it's like more they have a secret sauce, and we're trying to keep them from finding it? Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or just like if I feel like someone's not allowed to say their piece, I'm going to like be that much more passionate when they're that much more, you know, driven off platforms. Okay, that makes sense. That was my only question. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that yeah. wonderful call, David. I hope you uh, call back in again. All right. Thank you. Wow, great callers and great audience. Katie, you brought a big, big-time audience. Big-time Katie. Always big the Katie Happy yeah. Halper bump coming in. T- tell people about the Katie Happer show if they if they haven't heard it. Yeah, well, you can watch it on YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash the Katie Halper show. And Leslie's a co-host. Um 
and we have we talk about politics, so we try to keep it fun and funny and personal. Um, uh, also, I got I want to talk more about some other uh, shows I'm watching. Oh, One, please go ahead. Of, okay, so I watched um, what was it? Okay, The Chestnut Man, which is so good. And then uh, I also am now watching a show. It's a couple years old. It's called Case. It's Icelandic. It's very good. And then I, 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 I don't know if I should share this. I'm going to get canceled. But I, I, I broke BDS accidentally. Oh, was, no. Yeah, boycotted this oh, thing. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think maybe if I speak out against it, it's okay. Uh, automatically, after I watched The Chestnut Man, automatically Netflix started playing a show called The Girl from Oslo. Which is, I think, an Israeli show. Well, first of all, that's misleading from the start. <laughs> the girl from Oslo. Ah, I don't know. Why? Because that other movie? No, you wouldn't know that it was. Oh, right, of- exactly. It wouldn't. Yeah, as in Oslo, right? It's the Accords, but you wouldn't know that. So I pledge. I pledge not. Uh, I plead not guilty. So, not okay. guilty. Yeah, <laughs> you were misled. I was misled, but I actually think I'm. It's like the best. I mean, if it's if anything, it's like it's anti BDS. I mean, no, if anything, it's like anti Israel propaganda because the show was so fucking bad. Like, forget <laughs> the politics. It was the worst show. I was okay. So my mom and my parents and I watched it because I'm upstate with my parents, and we were watching Chestnut Man, which I wholeheartedly endorse. No political problematic nature to it and then we start watching the girl from oslo and it's so bad now it's made in a way that's like schlock it's like makes you want to keep watching so we did watch the whole series but it's total trash now there are other shows that are israeli that i feel much more conflicted about because they're actually well done shows that's where it gets dangerous um but that's another conversation but the show i'm watching right now that's icelandic is very good it's called count no it's called case sorry case Case, I'm taking a look at it now. Oh, great! A smart lawyer who's drinking and uh, drinking and recklessness send him on a path of self destruction. Finds new purpose investigating a teenager's apparent suicide. Yeah, yeah. His name is Logie. That character, L O G I. Yeah. Oh, looks good. Good cinematography too. It's These great. shows, shows are good to look at. There's some they're they're, great. Yeah. I got some Australian shows for you. I, I'll, I'll like do it. I'll do by country. I'll get into a country and I'll watch a bunch of shows. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it looks like we have another caller on the line. All right, Brian, go ahead and unmute yourself whenever you're ready. How's it going? Hey, Katie and Leslie. Happy Sunday. Hey. Um, I have just a question just sort of merging like, uh, politics and uh, culture slash media. And I was just wondering, I don't know like exactly either of your like political trajectories, but I was just wondering um, as lefties, um, how are you able to sort of like, like, are you able to enjoy um, movies and TV shows, even if they're super shit Libby or um, do, do your politics like inform whether or not you can, um, put up with watch like finishing a certain uh series or movie 
Oh, thank you so much for that question, Brian. I really appreciate the way you phrased it. Because I thought you were going to ask uh, initially, just does politics, you know, influence my how I enjoy a show? And my answer to that is usually no. Like I was just thinking about Conan the Barbarian uh, written by John Milius, who is, among other things, a conservative. But he's just, you know, kind of goofball. But he's like a right wing guy um, in general. And I love his movie. I love his work. I like the show 24 by right wingers. But when you said as specifically phrased it as shit lib politics. <laughs> Actually, that does <laughs> affect my thing. It's one thing to watch a, you know, a right wing work. It's another thing to watch something like um, the West Wing for me, where like, like, okay, right wing, a right wing, how do I, how do I frame this especially? At least a right winger can be consistent and take it take his beliefs to the end. We're going to fight and we're going to die for our country, for our blood and for our soil. A left wing work. It says we're going to fight and going to die for people, for, for the worker, etc., etc. Uh, like shit lib take is always like, we're going to be very like upstanding and noble while doing nothing at all. And that's like basically every episode of the West wing. And the problem with it is it like, it doesn't make sense as a story. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, the behavior of the characters does not naturally follow. If you believe in X, Y, and Z, you should act this way, at least in a movie, in a story, in a narrative. That used to be the thing. Um, people have actually observed that storytelling used to be about you find, um, people figuring out what they believe and fighting for their beliefs. Now, what you see in Hollywood, the number one question that you ask before writing a script is not what does the character believe, it's what does the character want, the thing Mm. that they want instead of the belief. And so when you have the West Wing, of course, it's not about the beliefs, it's not about the ideology. What do they want? They want to serve, they want to be civil. What they believe doesn't matter. Uh, It's just So yes, shit live politics, because I actually think they affect the narrative structure of the story so yes in that instance politics do uh, affect how I enjoy uh, media I thank you for phrasing it that yeah, way I, ha- yeah. I have to I have to change my answer to that question now <laughs> yeah it depends right it's shit lib it's whether it's shit lib or not it's not whether it's like conservative like I love Clint Eastwood Movie. Yes, at least he believes in something and he's trying to get across the point or even something like um but Clint Eastwood is one example because he has some, he he kind of he's not all right. No, he's he not tried, totally. He's not. Like, yeah, he's not like a react. He's not but, over the top, consistent reactionary. Yeah. And there's things like um, Frank Miller, uh, The Dark Knight Returns, a comic book, which is like he's he's grappling with the far right and the far left within himself. He doesn't know who's right, and he's exploring that. But he takes everything to the extreme. He pushes the story to the logical limit. There is no logical limit for liberalism because it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't, it doesn't, the story doesn't go anywhere. It's just people standing in stasis and just saying like how great it is that things are the same. And when we fight, our fights don't really matter that much because we can all sit down like, you know, adults and shake hands at the end of the day. Have discussions. Have yes. a conversation, like we have a conversation. 
Yeah, like, I, let's see, I don't know if you've heard of the show on Amazon Prime called Harlem, um, and... I have, but, and I've seen, I've seen a couple of episodes of it, actually. Yeah, and there's a 2014 version of myself that would have liked it, and I wanted to like it, because I like Megan Good, I love What's Tyler Mepley. Um, it's, it's like, um, four black women who have been friends since college. Brian, let me take it. Let me take it. (laughs) Okay. It's, it's, it's it's black sex in the city. It's black. (laughs) It's the same characters. It's the same everything. Harlem, Manhattan is just Harlem. Harlem looks like Manhattan in this show. It, It actually is very strange and bizarre, but it is sex in the city for black people. Like exactly, uh, yeah, that. And I hate it. And even some of my friends who like Bernie like still like it. And I just can't get into it. And I feel like it's because I've changed. Not, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, the show, the, it has the same problem that Sex in the City has is that these are like high achieving people who are super wealthy, don't have real problems, but they still complain about like the hoi polloi and all the poor people. And like they talk about, it's the same thing as Sex in the City does where like the first episode is them talking about how unfuck all the poor people are and that's the that's the you know the uh the strife that the modern professional woman deals with and they say specifically the modern professional black woman there's no dateable black men in harlem and like what does that actually mean it's like it's one thing when you you know because you hear that and when you know you hear white people white women say at the beginning of every you know rom-com right but when you have you know these black women saying about how all the men black men are worthless it kind of takes all the different tone uh than uh than it has when it was you know uh samantha saying it you know it you just, mean when 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 white women say there are no good men around that's different from when black women say there are no just, good men around i think it's the same thing it just comes across as different when you like drill down. When you, yeah you, when you yeah. drill down yeah that's an yeah. interesting idea i mean not if you not if you want to keep the peace, but I feel like if you have like a joint like episode with Bree and some of Bree's friends that she brings on, um, like I think that that would be an interesting debate. Oh, absolutely! I would love to talk to you. I love talking. Bree and Bree have very different tastes in media, <laughs> but for some reason, like it, I, I have literally seen like people like be so nasty to Bree because she doesn't like Blade Runner. Blade Runner is literally my favorite movie in the world. It doesn't bother me that she yeah. doesn't like the movie. I think it's gar- like, come on, like grow up folks. We can have these discussions. That's what culture is all about. That's, that's why I wanted to call it culture, not the, you know, yell and scream and fight. We, we're cultured over here. All right. With yeah. our disagreement. Yeah. But I just want to end by saying like, I think that like this, like in terms of how we feel about like shit, the media versus right wing media, um, I, I mean, just speaking for myself, like, people always ask, like, oh, you never, like, talk about right-wingers or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, like, I'm a gay person of color. So, like, 99.9% of my friends are either liberals or leftists. So, like, I don't know. I feel like when they, people say that, it's, like, it's just not super relevant for my life. And, like, maybe yeah. other people have different, like, circles, and that's fine. But, like, I think it's okay to, like, criticize shit libs when like that is like your sphere that like you're looking at yeah and and at the end of the day it's like you know yeah there's not i'm a black guy so there's not a lot of people in my circle it's like 
don't tell me who to criticize. Like, call your uncle, okay? Call Bam. your own. Bam. Like, like, call your own family. All right, I can talk. We can talk about what we want to talk about online. You deal with your own like people in real life first before you uh, start telling us talking. And besides, I mean, ultimately, the conservatives—they're making good TV. Yellowstone is great. Okay, <laughs> I, all right. I don't know if Taylor Sheridan is necessarily a conservative, but the conservatives dig it. And that show is good. So if you made better TV, we'll be we take we be nicer to the liberals. Okay. True. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much for letting me call in. Have a good night. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brian. <laughs> wonderful call. Thank you so much for calling back in, Katie. It's been absolutely wonderful uh, talking yeah. with you. If Great anybody, we're going to do it. We're going to do a one last call. One last call. If anybody wants to call in before we wrap up tonight. Oh, Brianna, I was ho- hoping you called. Oh, I haven't heard from you in a little bit. Devil. Uh, well, a different Brianna, different Brianna. Oh, oh, a different Brianna, okay. Different Brianna, but thank you so much for calling back in. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing tonight? Oh, we're doing great. You're our third Brianna of the night. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're talking there's to Brianna Gray Gray. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be really quick. Leslie, I was just wondering if you've seen the rest of Dexter. Oh, yes. I finished it. In fact, I was planning on doing a special episode just about Dexter. I don't know if I'll still do it, but yes, I finished this new season of Dexter. And I have to tell everyone, if you even if you dropped off of Dexter before, you can still watch it. If you've Michael never... Allen, Michael Allen, that, that Dexter? Yes, that same. What's his they name, ha- David? Oh, now that you've said it, now I forgot. Michael uh, Scott, Michael, Michael C. C. Hall. Michael C. Michael C. Hall. C. Hall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's back, and they had a new season of Dexter. And in fact, this was the most watched season of Dexter. Period. Wow. I, I think it's just a completely different set of the people watching it, though, because I don't know if the old, a lot of the old Dexter hits are like, "Wow, Dexter's back," but like it's like millions of people uh, watched this thing. It was a very good show. I think as good as the show has ever been. It had a very you know good, satisfying ending too, for the most part. But Brianna, what did you think about it? Um, I thought that it was really good. I don't know if I liked the ending too much, but it wasn't, it wasn't like horribly bad. Like some people are, are saying that it was, I've, I've read some people saying like, oh, really? it was just as bad as the original ending. So, yeah. For pe- but I didn't yeah, feel that way. Yeah, for people who don't know, the original series of Dexter had a, a very controversial ending. No one, pretty much no one, even the people involved with making the show was satisfied with it. So this season is meant to be like a second chance uh, to end the story. And Wait, when was I, that? I, when was the original and like the original last season? Oh, it was like 10 years is ago. Is that the one with John Lithgow? Uh, they did one. I think they did a couple. Of, they did like two seasons after John Lithgow. Because I was, they were dead. To, it was dead to me after a very sad ending. So I'm not going to spoil anything, but I was like done with that show after that. Oh well, I think we can talk about. It. It's been long enough. You're talking about okay. the death of Rita. How, how about yeah. this, Katie? Let me tell you. The reason I started watching Dexter is because I heard Rita die because I know that actress from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I was like, oh, whoa, she gets murdered in that. Oh, Let me go you check hate her? Show you hate her? No, no, oh. no. I just like 
I I like her. I like her. I like I like I like horror. So getting to see people you like get murdered because usually you don't get this like the most famous. It's like when actually Sarah Michelle Gellar I was in. Um, I get it. Yeah. Was I, I when she was in? I know what you did last su- summer or. No, I, or Scream, Scream 2. She gets right. killed in Scream 2, but you never get to see her get killed in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, not really. So it was right. kind of cool to see. <laughs> yeah, I was so upset by that. It was so... And it's funny, because all I watch is thrillers, so I'm used to to people dying in them. But I think I hadn't seen a, like a show where it was a really main character. Ah, uh, I think I that see. was what... And I was like really disturbed and mad at the show. I was really I, mad at John Lithgow's character. I was really mad at Dexter also. Yeah, because it was I, his fault. I can was, see right? that. I can see that again turned off by that. I think it, you could try the next few seasons. The tone is like, it's, it gets more silly and soap opery. Some people yeah. don't like that, but I don't think you'll still be as mad because you don't get uh, that invested in yeah. any of the other I'll learn. characters. Well, I learned. Yeah, I can't. That, see, that, I remember that when, like, you hear him call Rita and like, I don't even remember the details, but you know, she was supposed to not be at his home or something, but he calls Rita and it, and he realizes like she's in, you know, cause she's obviously he kills her in the bathtub, right? Like that's yeah. his thing. He like cuts people's femoral arteries. And, uh, I still remember it was so disturbing. I don't think I knew like that she had died until, Somehow, like, his calling her phone call and, and him hearing it within the house was, like, so haunting. Hey. Yeah, that's uh. how I felt about um, Tara's death in Sons of Anarchy. Spoilers for Sons of Anarchy. Oh. <laughs> I don't watch that show, but oh, so it's, it's another really main, main character who gets killed. Yeah, she's, like, the wife of the main character, and I liked her a lot. And yeah. she gets, like, brutally murdered. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have to say, I have to say... I always prefer a good brutal murder of a main character. <laughs> I know people like it when they get the uh, when they get to have a heroic death or a yeah. you know a slow death where they get to tell people uh, they love them. But man, I just love when someone you absolutely have spent you know years and years with just gets bam murked. Uh, I remember <laughs> on uh, Sasha, I think Sasha Alexander on NCIS. Uh, is like a main a main actress, main you know character in it, and at one point, uh, it, uh like a former IDF like super agent just shoots her in the head uh, out wow. of nowhere, and like her like this is like a CBS show that your aunt yeah. watches, and like her brain splatter. I was like, I wow. could not believe that they went there with the main character, but she said like I wanted to go away in a way that I could not possibly be brought back. Right. And so that's, <laughs> that's what they did. Absolutely. Wild. Wow. And they had the IDF do it, huh? Yes. IDF. Yes. So he, he, he was a rogue IDF agent. Though, rogue, so he, course, right. he was a rogue IDF. Agent. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Brianna, thank you so much for the call. I really appreciate you calling in any, yeah, absolutely any time. Good night. Good night. Well, Katie, yeah, thank Rita you so much. Yeah, she was. She was. Well, Katie, thank you so much for calling, Thanks, calling and talking TV with me. Much appreciated. Thank you so much to everyone. Have a good night. Peace. Have a good night, everyone.